Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to episode 101 of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Madness. Three figures. What's going on? <laughs> Nobody knows. I don't know. You don't know, Janine. What's going on? I don't. So, so mind-boggling, Morgan. Mind-boggling. Is this a worthy movie we're talking about today for episode it, 101? It is a very... Very worthy movie, indeed. It's been on my list for a long time. It's very famous, classic film. Kind of, you know, lots of accolades for this one. Won seven Academy Awards. So, yes, this is a very uh, good choice, I think, for a 101 It's a won- it's, it's a wonderful podcast. <laughs> 101 sounds like a class that you would take. It is, yes. Um, although, who would take a class on this show? I wouldn't, and I created it. So, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even well, take so you wouldn't class. need to take the class you wouldn't need the class that's why maybe not maybe not maybe I wouldn't need I the might. class yeah I don't think you you wouldn't need no class I would I mean you're about to lay a bunch of British history on us am I am, is that what I'm doing this this movie is not I, the most historically accurate movie no I've heard that um but yes, so I, maybe I'll give you a little theme song for your segment today, since you always give me a nice little deja vu theme song. I don't have a... Uh, okay. So when you when you get into the history, let me know, and I will do your little theme I'm song not, intro. I don't know why you're convinced that I'm going to tell some sort of history. You are. I think you are. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, if you haven't already <laughs> gathered from... The title of the episode, which if you haven't gathered by that, then you're not really looking at things, are you? Today we're talking about Bridge on the River Kwai. Or not the Bridge on the River Kawai. That's a much different, (laughs) much different movie. Um, Could you imagine that? Could you imagine the Bridge on the River Kwai, but in Kawai style? So yeah. everything's all big-eyed and cute and Japanese. Oh, uh, yeah, no. It's, it's a shame that the River Kwai is, in fact, I think, in Burma. Or Myanmar. Is what is... And you're, you're telling me you're not going to get any, into any history. That's geography. Today. That's not you're... even history. So I don't know. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. All right. All right. But yeah, we're talking talking about Bridge on the River Kwai today. It's a very famous war movie. It's a very famous movie in general. David Lean as the director. David Lean, I've always had a funny relationship with David Lean's movies. Or, or wanting to watch David Lean's movies because, you know, you always hear, oh, they're so grand, they're so huge on, in scale. They're these epic stories of Sweeping humanity. stories, yeah. And men, because let's face it, they are stories about men. And so you you get the impression that they're difficult to watch, but they're really not. And Bridge on the River Quiet is not a difficult movie to watch. It is. It just yeah, I think... happens to be a very very. Um, I, what is the right word I'm looking for? There is a lot. Uh, that this movie is saying there's lots of depth to it. Yes. There's lots I think that... of comment of comment in it. Commentary. Um, I think that's why I've maybe avoided it for so long, just because I was looking at that 
almost three hour runtime and I was like, oh, I'm going to need a, a day to unpack this movie because yeah, it's like already kind of epic war stuff, which is, isn't really my genre. Like I can enjoy some more films, but other ones are just like, it's always a little too heavy. And then to sit in that for three hours. So war movies are always, always kind of take me a minute to kind of really get into. And I usually end up but I always kind of avoid them for a while before I decide to really watch them. So I think this is why this was on my list for so long because I wanted to see it because of, you know, all the accolades behind it and the epicness of what I knew of it. But just the runtime and the topic of it was always a little bit daunting. Yeah. But yes, like you said, in kind of watching it, it is a pretty easy watch. Yeah, that, that you know that's the that's the kind of strange thing about it. I mean, strange isn't the right word there. It's the not unusual, not strange. It is almost the best thing about it is the fact that it's kind of heavy in what it's seen, but it's not like a difficult movie. It's a very very easy watching movie. It's a casual watching movie. But yes. I think the quality of the commentary in it not necessarily the commentary because i'm not trying to say commentary i'm trying to say i don't know what i'm trying to say but the quality (laughs) of the the quality of actual the quality of the depth of it in terms of what it's got to say about humanity what it's got to say about masculinity i think what it's got to say about patriotism you know all that sort the of motivations, stuff. The, 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 the motivations of all the characters. Yeah, you get invested in and trying to understand where they're coming from because they're all coming from all these different. Um, like the, there's the one character, the doctor character, who's always kind of just like, are they both mad? Like they both are standing up for what they want but they're both kind of mad in their way of thinking. So yeah. while they're both thinking very different things, they're both kind of equally mad and it's hard to kind of get behind both sides. So it's also kind of interesting to unpack all that character stuff that's happening and these differing thought processes that are happening, but are on that same kind of road of being a mad way of thinking. Absolutely, so. and we're obviously going to get into a, a lot of the story and a lot of that sort of things. Yes. I think what I was trying to say, almost, I was trying to over-explain the idea of this movie being, oh my god, this is a film class movie. You know what I mean? This is like yeah. one for the fi- one for the people who study film in a film class. But also, so it's a wonderful that, podcast 101. Well, maybe <laughs> quite possibly. It, it all fits. It all comes round. That's called a callback, Janine. Well done. I like it. I like it a lot. But with it being like that, you know, you can have these, you can have this mindset of, oh, God, it's one of those movies. Is it? Is it one of those movies that I have to un- unpack that has got all these layers to it, that has got all this this subtle depth to it and all, all, all these, you know, human human tale to it. Yes, it has all that. But is it a difficult watch? No. No. You know what I mean? It's a really, really easy, easy movie to watch. And I think that was the most impressive thing. You know, that's the most impressive thing to me about this movie is the fact that it's able to do 
all it does and say all it says whilst still whilst ne never getting too difficult and never getting too heavy and it does deal with some heavy subject matter because obviously it's about prisoners of war war mm -hmm. and you know re rebelling against your captors and patriotism and all that sort of very broad sort of big picture it's, it's got these broad big picture ideas in it yes but it's all somehow condensed into this movie that is just entertaining and easy watching and you know a applause goes out to everybody i think who was making this to bring these and i think to be honest this is what david lean does do really well is with these type of movies with or with you know with a, a david lean movie a quote unquote uh david lean movie is this sweeping movie is this grand movie is this epically told movie about yeah human beings being human beings but it's always kind of done in a way that's very easy watching like yes. even lawrence of arabia like it's not an it's not a hard movie to watch it's a it's obviously a very long movie and a very epic movie epic but it's, mm -hmm. it's not difficult because of the way i think he makes movies to to say what they have to say in a very very palatable way so i i like that i like that about him yeah, it was kind of a nice surprise to see that you're expecting it to be a lot and very heavy, but then it has that ease about it. So that was kind of disarming and unexpected, and I really appreciated um, that storytelling, that it was very easy to kind of take it all in and really kind of get invested in these perspectives. And um, yeah, it was very interesting to, to see that. Janine, for people who may not know, basically... What's Bridge on the River Kwai even about? <laughs> um, so it's about these British soldiers who are captured um, and they are forced to build this bridge um, for this uh, General Saito. Yes. Um, and there, the British general, he doesn't want to force his men to have to do this. Um and so there's this kind of back and forth with him and General Saito where he will not, you know, definitely differing sides. He still sees his men as soldiers. Saito was like, no, you are no longer soldiers. You are prisoners. And um, the British general has this like strong sense of duty that like he needs to protect his men. He needs to stick with his guns and not relent to what this general wants. So yeah. that causes... A lot of problems, obviously. I mean, I, I really like this whole movie. I really do like this whole movie. I think the, the sort of first half of it, I think sort of, I was more, I think I was more into what it was trying to say. The first half yeah. of it, because it's full of just Alec Guinness being defiant as all hell and stubborn. Yeah. And just like, no, I believe what I believe and you're not going to, change my mind on change that. my mind you know and if it affects other people i mean that's just the way of it but i'm gonna stick with my orders too yeah you know and i love the whole i love the sort of when they first come into the camp obviously they, they do the whistling that everybody knows yeah from bridge on the river <laughs> yes. quiet 
Um, but Sa- or from Breakfast Club. Or from Breakfast Club. <laughs> but Saito gives that speech of all like, there are no barbed wires here. There are no fences. There are no men with guns on towers. This is an island and you cannot get off. Escape. You cannot yeah. escape. This is We're in the middle of the jungle. Because, yeah. like, for for it being a, you know, it's it's British, British uh, and allies on on the one side and Japanese on the other side. But it's not like set in yeah. Japan. It's set in like Burma and Thailand, I think, or or Siam, Siam yeah. as it's called. And Burma again. It's not the country's not even called Burma these days. It's called Myanmar. East East Asian countries change names in terms of in the twentieth century. It's, it's look it up. It's weird. It's not weird, because they do it for a reason. But whenever people talk about, like, Siam, you have to remember that's Thailand. And Mm. Burma is Myanmar. Uh, I wasn't prepared for Morgan's Geography Corner, so I have a theme song for that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But no, I really love that that sort of speech (laughs) that he has at the start. Um, and William Holden, who's already there and is the one American. Um, yeah, he's kind of just like, oh my gosh, this idiot. He's kind of like... <laughs> he's injured. He's with all the like the the injured people, and the. But basically, he's kind of faking injury, so he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> he is, um, and he's he's sort of he's half planning an escape. Yeah, he's half planning an escape. Um, the sort of first big thing that happens is William Holden and that one other dude, that one other English young guy, try and escape. Yeah. The English guy gets killed, but William Holden... And you think William Holden gets killed as well. But then you realise it's William Holden, so he's not going to get killed. He's gonna No, he's the only one of those people. I think three people tried to escape and two uh. of them died and then he was the one who got drowned and they assumed he just died and drowned but yeah he ended up getting away and that's you know where the second sort of part of the story comes in and we'll we'll get on to that because alec guinness particularly in the first half of the movie is so so very very good <laughs> and yes. i love all of what he's doing i mean generally i love alec guinness anyway who doesn't but this is his best movie. It is. Academy Award winning performance. I mean, like you said before, it won, what, seven <laughs> Oscars or something like that? Seven. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And look, we, we, we understand, okay, not historically inaccurate. Apparently, apparently, uh, Saito and, and Nicholson, who, Alec Guinness is Nicholson, um, uh-huh. their real life counterparts, apparently kind of you know they they were obviously on on opposite sides but they weren't like at odds with each other and i read that they got along well they didn't get you know they didn't get along exactly <laughs> but um alec guinness actually makes this whole thing at the start of oh saito seems like a reasonable man um and then when you find out that saito's anything but a reasonable man <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um i read that the real life uh, version of of Nicholson, and I don't even know if he was called Nicholson in real life, or I don't even know anything of that. But apparently, the real Saito was a very reasonable man, 
and after okay. the real-life Nicholson died, Saito actually came to Britain to visit his grave. Oh, wow. And okay. the, and these people are, you know, fighting on opposite sides of the Second World War. Yeah. So, you know, I always like, I always like stories like that because it shows humanity in the face of absolute chaos. Yes, and that's kind like of that. what this movie is doing as well. Yeah. It's it's like it, like I said it's saying a lot. I just love defiant as hell Alec Guinness stick to his guns Alec Guinness. <laughs> I will torture myself Alec Guinness for the well-being yes. of all of these people cuz Saito's forcing him to build a bridge and he wants to build a bridge on his terms and Alec Guinness wants to build a bridge on his terms. Who's going to win? And that's the first half of the movie. Yes. And so yeah, he ultimately will try to build this bridge but then he kind of gets invested on if i have to build this bridge we're going to do it right and we're going to show that you know we are great at what we do and we always put our all into something even if it's something that we really shouldn't be doing or don't want to do but if we have to do it we're going to do our best i think that's a whole a whole part of the movie as well is alec guinness's growing sort of pride in building the bridge. Pride in that bridge, even though it's like for the enemy and yeah. it's gonna help the enemy. Like it's hard to kind of get behind that, but once you see how invested he is and the pride that he has for it, like that whole just seeing him seeing him walk across the bridge and just feel so, you know, proud of what they did and they're putting up that sign saying this bridge was built by, you know, these British soldiers and all of that. It's just like crazy that like you just did something to help your enemies who were torturing your people. And you're like, how can you have this pride? But he plays it so well that you kind of get behind him a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, his pride comes from the fact that he was able to do it on his terms. Eventually, yes. because he just, you know, like we said, the first half of the movie is Alec Guinness basically trapped in some sort of hot box. Yeah. Um torturing himself starving himself to get his his way with saito and saito eventually gives in and i love his officers as well are kind of locked away because yeah you know he tries to state this rule of you know war to saito that you know officers aren't to be made to do any kind of manual labor and Saito's like, well, I don't care. I don't see them as officers. I see them as, you know, prisoners. Yeah. So that does not apply here. And he's like, well, these are my orders. This is the, these are the orders of war. It's in this, you know, document, whatever. And so then he has to suffer himself and his officers also have to suffer because he will just not give in to Saito's mindset of seeing them all as prisoners. So usually Alec Guinness would be the kind of holy good character there is no holy good character in this movie there isn't everybody everybody has their good and their bad even you know saito who's at the start very much the antagonist you know has his good in him he because essentially he's just doing what's right for him alec guinness is yeah and look alec guinness is just doing what's right for him too exactly you know william holden's just doing what's right for him jack hawkins when he comes into it is just doing what's right for him it's kind of it's kind of everybody being selfish 
It's it's everybody. Let's be selfish. The movie is Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> but sometimes let's be pride. Let's be proud of our selfishness because it's resulted in something quite good. But also let's peel back the layers of that to realize what and we've see actually what that really done. Means. Yes, which, which is I think that's the realization. Yeah. That it's the um, best line in the Guinness movie comes to in in the last in that last moment. Yeah. In that very last moment, he realizes, "What have holy I? Holy shit! What, what have I done? What have I done? What What yes. have I done? There's going to be All a lot pride of impressions of Alec Guinness away. today. Hello there. <laughs> Hello. Hello there. I'm not Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi yet for another twenty years, but don't be afraid. <laughs> don't, don't be afraid, Saito. I'm here to build your bridge. <laughs> I think we should get this over, uh, over, uh, over, over. I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to say over. I'll get, I think we should get this out of the way first and yeah. just induct Alec Guinness into the Mustache Hall of Fame right now. As much as the guy who played Saito, I think, could also go in, you know, by principle. We're only allowed one person per movie from the Mustache Hall of Fame. And I'm only putting Alec Guinness in there because I love Alec Guinness. And it, it goes also on uh, Big Name Star. Big, okay. big well, Name Star. Well, I mean, the guy who played Saito, it. he also got an Oscar nomination. He didn't win. So he Did? didn't win the Oscar. And he and he doesn't win his spot in the Mustache Hall of Fame. It's very sad. I'm sure. Well, okay. Okay. For, <laughs> I, I will give him. I will give him a spot as well. I'll give him a spot as well. What is he? What is his name, Janine? His name is—I don't even know if I can pronounce this properly. His name is Sesu Hayakawa. I'd say probably Sesway. 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 Sesway Hayakawa. Okay, you're in the. He was nominated for best supporting actor, I believe. You are also in the Mustache Hall of Fame. Out of out of principle. Not out of principle, actually, because that's not even the principle. We've we've thrown the principle out the window. <laughs> just for the, uh, just for the, just for the mustache hall of fame. But you know, it's always fun. But applause, applause for those two for the mustache hall of fame. Yes, because it's great. It's wonderful, <laughs> and we love it. But once the bridge starts to be built, Janine. We go to the second storyline in this movie. Yes. Which is William Holden's <laughs> business. Yes, he's trying to be chilling. He's trying to go back to America. He's getting it down with the ladies. And then he gets approached to go back and be a part of this mission to blow up this bridge. Yeah. So It's my favorite, <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's <my> favorite thing <laughs> that... The same side are trying to blow up the bridge while Alec Guinness, while we just keep sort of editing over to Alec Guinness's stuff. And he's just like, oh, we're doing so good with this bridge, guys. This bridge is going really well. I'm so excited. We're going to make this bridge. And it's all down to me because I did it my way. Yes, me. While all the while his (laughs) his, um, military colleagues are... Hmm, let's blow up this bridge. <laughs> right? Like and um it's interesting to kind of see that there are different types of ways to feel and act patriotic. Yes. So like they're both Big on the same side. Of this movie. 
they're both on the same side. They're both kind of invoking this essence of patriotism for their country, for their people, but they're expressing it in different ways. They want to blow up the bridge because that is victorious to stop these terrible people. Um, But Alec Guinness is like, I'm doing this to show pride in British soldiers for building such a beautiful bridge and for creating something that works great and looks great and you know uh, and, so you that's know. how i'm showing my pride in my people and my soldiers yeah is by building this thing that looks amazing and doing our best at it and a big point of that as well is a big point of that as well is the fact that it's in the face of <laughs> adversity because that's yes. all that's alec guinness's whole thing is that he's managed to do all this in the face of adversity by being very very british and and yes, there is patriotism in this movie. There is. And while I'm never the most patriotic person, I appreciate well-told patriotism when it's on screen in any way. You know, yes. you can be patriotic to anywhere. South Africa, if you want to be patriotic. You know, you can be patriotic to any country. If I see good patriotism on screen, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to recognise that. And this was this was that, but like you said, it's so varied in its depiction of, of these different types of patriotism. I I kind of because I I, I recognise the style of patriotism of Alec Guinness, not from my own head, but from you know people around me and what I see sometimes from people, yeah. and the the British stubbornness and or stubbornness in the face of adversity and the will to just carry on is kind of it's got this prevalent yeah it's very prevalent (laughs) it's got this sort of uh, i don't know it, it, it the idea of that you know the idea of the keep calm and carry on is very kind of traditional it's very sort of fantasized if you know what i mean um but it's also got its really damaging things in it as well like we see with alec guinness in the end and just like we see in general like keep calm and carry on like what and ignore all the problems you know because it's got that to it as well there's a very big sense in that style of patriotism that it's just ignoring It's very well illustrated at the end of the It's very, very the well illustrated. Just him saying madness. He, like, the doctor, madness. <laughs> the doctor's the most sensible person in this movie. The doctor is 100% the most sensible person in this movie because he's constantly questioning why, why are we building this why bridge? And Alec Guinness is like, yes. you have a lot to learn about the army. You're a good doctor, but you have a lot to learn. He's just like... What what do I have to learn oh, that you're it's being obvious. insane? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, okay, it's a very yes. nice bridge, Colonel. But why? Yeah, but even at the start, like when Alec Guinness first gets like put in that hot box because he refuses to take Saito's orders. After he goes, he gets five minutes to go check on Alec Guinness's character and give him food and water and do yeah. a checkup on him. 
And then after talking to him and seeing how he's still not going to relent after being locked in this hot box, after all his men are locked in a hot box and he still refuses. And even after hearing Saito's going to make the sick people work and he's going to close the little hospital and make the sick people work in their place. He still is like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Then he, the doctor comes out of that whole exchange and he just like says to another Japanese general or like, you know, soldier, Hey, are they both mad? (laughs) Like, I think they're both a little bit mad. This is Saito and uh, Nicholson. (laughs) Definitely. And this is why both of them are such fascinating characters because in a lot of scenes, you're kind of like, okay, 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 Alec Guinness, I get you here. But then in the next scene, you could just be like, what? I don't get you anymore. But now, I, but then I, yeah. I get you. And it's just, there's this real grey character aspect to the both of them. I think less so William Holden. William Holden's maybe the most sort of um, likeable protagonist. Yeah, in he's the kind movie. of casual about the whole thing. Like, he's like, okay, you want me to go back? But then I love that whole kind of scene where, you know, he has his little girlfriend come on the base and then he was, like, late for the meeting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, uh, you had a medical issue? Oh, a medical issue? Oh, that nurse that came to see. Oh, yeah, yeah, the nurse. <laughs> like, there was actually a little bit of comedy in that whole exchange. Yeah. And then they're like, have you had, like, parachute training? Oh, no. Um okay that well that's disappointing okay well then i mean i guess you can have somebody else do the mission if you want and he's like yeah oh, well no we can do some tra- parachute training later today and he's like oh shit <laughs> and then, like, um this other officer wants to like go on the mission he's like oh well i mean he can go in place of me if he really wants to go oh no we still need you oh, okay <laughs> like he like he's trying to worm his way out of this situation like so many times and they just like find reasons for him to still go and i think that was kind of played a little bit comedically it was it was a little bit of a light moment which was Um, funny but we know william holden can do that we know william holden can do that he's always great at doing that and it's funny it's funny that he's kind of the most likable of the the main actors because he might actually be the worst person because he's a he's a light <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a liar he, he lied to get in his position in the military he's not what he says he is which is you know he lied a to crime. just get on medical <laughs> yes he lied to be on medical on like he was injured so he wouldn't have to do anything yeah so he, he's taking up space in the sick babe area when he's not even sick exactly but he, ha- he escapes yeah allowing two other people to get killed and he manages to get away you know yeah but yet yet he is the most likable there's just yes so much it's so interesting to just delve into these characters and their psyches and what's and going on in there and yeah because there are so, so much to unpack and like I said, so many differing forms of patriotism. It's so, it's like you never really thought of it. You feel like, you know, when on the surface, when you're just thinking about how you show patriotism, you think of maybe there's just one way to do it. Yeah. But this movie shows you there are so many different ways to express that. And you don't really think of it in, in that way. And pretty much all of them have their negatives as well, which I think yes. is, is, is such a, such a key part of this movie is that nothing is ever entirely good and nothing is ever entirely bad 
entirely bad. And, yeah. you know, that goes for, you know, just being a human being as well. Because towards yeah. the end of the movie, Alec Guinness is standing on the completed bridge and he's kind of reflecting. He's, mm-hmm. he's, there are some, there are some times when I realize that I'm nearer to the end than the beginning. I'm just wondering, what did I do? You know, and giving it all that sort of thing. Did what did I leave behind? It was my life meaningful. It turns into it's a wonderful life all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Alec Guinness being visited by Clarence the Angel. No, he doesn't get. He doesn't get visited by. Um, but oh, that would have been great. It though. would. It would. I would have loved that. That would have been perfect. It's a wonderful bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> it's a wonder- exactly, it's perfect. Um, but it kind, you know, there's that element to it as well. But then, you know, when he's looking at his bridge, he's thinking, "This is something I've got. This is something I can something leave behind." Something I did, yeah, and, and I did well. Yeah, this is part of my legacy. That's that's why I said before. That's why I think I, it's a very. It's obviously. I mean. Obviously, surface level, it's a masculine movie, right? Yes. There's one woman in the movie, and a few like oh, um, there's yeah, there's there's like women helping helping the the British soldiers yeah. on the, uh, uh, blow up the bridge, like helping load their guns and yeah, you know, getting getting them ammo and <laughs> yeah, stuff which like you know, think of it what you will. Ultimately, it's a story about a prisoner of war camp and. It makes kind of sense, um, yeah. but it has a lot to say. I think about masculinity from all these all these main characters. Look at Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness more so than the rest of them, because he's so prideful and he wants to, you know, build something. And what what's you know, if you if you're looking at sort of stereotypical men. And I'm talking very stereotypically now because I think you have to, and this is something that you know, like film classes will do. You know, they will look at very stereotypical genders and how one character can have, you know, elements of that and what that says about them. So, like Alec Guinness is like he wants to build a bridge out of wood and is doing it to be incredible you know he he's getting a lot of pride out of that and he's leaving a legacy they are super super traditionally masculine things traditionally masculine ideas like the idea of building something from the ground up is using it, yeah using you know being overcoming your adversary stuff like that he sees that as a win he sees that as a win that he got he's not seeing what the bridge could mean for helping your enemy no no no. he sees it as a win for getting to do it his way the bridge is a win for britain that's how he sees it the bridge is a win for britain and it's a win for him the bridge is nothing but that to him obviously everybody else realizes until the very end when he sees yes what it what it really means yes where you get the uh what have I done? Oh no! But it's so like, but you you see him fighting tooth and nail to save this bridge up until the very end, and that was such a tense moment at the end when 
you know, you have everybody coming in to go blow it up and he sees what's going on and he's like pulling that guy and trying to stop him from hitting the trigger and calling for help and unbelievable, you know. unbelievable ending. They last yeah. it seems to last like fifteen minutes as well. Oh yeah, everybody calling to kill kill him, kill him, kill him, don't let him stop you. Like, that whole whole scene. And when William Holden who's obviously gone back on this mission to blow up the bridge, when he finally yeah. sees Alec Guinness again, because they only met like once yes. right at the start, once, and, we're, yeah. and we're just kind of at odds with each other. And then he escaped the next night or whatever. Yeah, he was just, and it all ends with, you, you. Yeah, you're the one who did this? Yeah, you're British, what is going on? Oh no, and everything, everything ends, everything ends pretty badly for everybody. To be yeah. perfectly honest, it's it's a it's a Shakespearean tragedy in that way, and I think that I mean, the, there's essentially the mission goes to plan, but not yeah. quite how it was supposed to. I think there's legitimate very many casualties. There's legitimate elements to it, elements to it that are Shakespearean tragedy. Because mm-hmm. look, there's one person that really survives, and it's the Doctor, the one who was talking the most sense throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yes, and him is just last line of madness, yeah. complete madness, and then he's just it's looking on this scene it's of like death the end of the Hamlet. Bridge. Yes, everybody dies in a whole mix of trying to best each other, and we don't like people doing that. Trying, we don't like people doing that. Because, the movie doesn't like people trying to best each other because it, the movie just wants everybody to kind of get along, and the movie just wants, you know, people to uh, come together as one people. But that is impossible. But that is impossible. So many differing, deep-seated, differing, su- stubborn exactly. <laughs> idealisms and views going on. Exactly. So yeah, it's impossible. Exactly. It's. There's so, so much in this movie. So, so much. Um, like I said, the pay, the pay, all the different layers of patriotism. The the whole thing with mass... Look, it's a, it's a, like a 10,000 word film essay wanting to write itself, this movie. It really that is. That you would write for It's a Wonderful Podcast, more than one. Yes, exactly. I would get, no, I would get the students to write. I would get the students to write that. In in my in the film class that I teach, in it's a wonderful podcast one hundred and one. Um, but I use I use this movie in something like that. There's so much going on. There's so yes. much going on. The bridge just collapsing. There's so many theme. There's just so many sort of all the themes in it are not only there in the story and in the characters as well, but they're in there. They're in there in the the music of it. They're in there in the in the camera of it. You know, everything's, you know, being sweeping. You get the close-ups and things and everything. And, you know, the editing, everything. There's a reason it's won all these Oscars. is because it all comes together for just one thematic experience. Uh, Yeah, I think they got a lot of nominations for things like editing and how it looked and the score and all of that. I mean, on a surface level, it's beautiful to look at and it's wonderful to listen to there's sound design there's jungle sounds going on like you're on like the jungle yeah. cruise at disney or something like that yeah <laughs> it's great it's great from a surface level point and it's great when you try and read a bit more into it you know you yeah. get more out of it in that way and obviously the most like we've 
like we've mentioned before, the most um, notable, not notable, famous. Famous is the word I'm trying to think of. The most famous thing in the or the most famous thematic thing in this movie is the whistling. Okay. So do you have some history on that? Well, first off, I would like you to whistle <laughs> the the tune. <laughs> oh, why do you always put me on the spot, man? <clears throat> I can't that do it terrible. now. That was terrible. That was terrible. I can't that was terrible. do it. <laughs> Shocking. You're just laughing. You can never whistle when you laugh. I'm trying. Terrible. See, What's going you, on? You put me on the spot. Oh. You put me on the spot and I can't do it. Well, everybody knows it anyway. I was just trying to I was I'm, well, I'm you do, do it. You know then. what? I'm, you do it. I'm glad no, because everybody everybody knows it anyway. I'm just glad are, they, we, are you sure everybody knows I, it? I I'm sure. I'm just glad we got that bit of comedy. <laughs> I can't I can't whistle that high either. So. I'm just glad we got that comedic <laughs> moment out of it. Oh, you just making fun of me and making me sound like a complete idiot. Really that, much. That's the comedy. That's the comedy, guys. Pretty much. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, though. But Always setting up banana peels for me to slip on. And that, <laughs> that, that song in itself is, in this movie, a sort of motif of the defiance and the motif of sort of... Well, yeah, it's defiance in the face of adversity. It's that's that's, and that's what that tune originally means. Like we all think it means that anyway. If we watch Bridge on the River Kwai, because it's it has that element to it. But that yeah, that tune was I can't remember the exact name of it now. But it's it's a march that was basically it's like a, almost like a comedy march that was composed originally in like 1914 for the first world war and made more famous during the second world war because british british soldiers and people would use it to mock the german people in a very sort of uh you know filthy manner See, you know, you know, I had a nice little theme song for your history corner, and you just. just What's the theme song for the history corner? <laughs> I want to hear the theme song. It's too late. No, now. it's too late. I've, now. No, because I haven't finished the history corner. <laughs> Morgan's history corner. See, we need these jingles. I love these yeah, jingles. See. That's wonderful. But anyway, um, would you like to know the the uh, the first line of lyrics to the comedy? version of that uh, whistling tune I would. Uh, that was used in the second world war hitler yes. has only got one ball what? <laughs> and ball by, and by ball i mean ball okay all right but yeah that is pretty uh harsh yeah and comical <laughs> it is it is it, it's a comedy thing but it's a comedy thing to be like we don't care we don't care about you the enemy we're just going to mock the fact that you don't have balls and that's what that's that's what that tune has kind of always been and that's what it so that's is in what, this movie so that's why it works so well in the breakfast club and that's why it works so well in the breakfast club as well because it's an act of defiance 
yes. And the whole Breakfast Club is an act of defiance. The whole Bridge on the River Kwai is, is an act of defiance. And that song is, or that tune is, is that's why it's perfect. That's why it's so famous in as that, uh, as as that thing, as that uh, reason. Okay. There you go. Morgan's history corner, guys. There you go. Appreciate it's fun. It's fun stuff. <laughs> it's fun stuff. Look, there's just there's there's so much there's so much to unpack. I think we've given we've given people a sort of kickoff point to to go and watch this movie again if, and really kind of look out for those dynamics yeah. and those um, layers and um, those perspectives that are all very kind of differing and. Um, challenging and um all of that stuff so because like we've said you know aside from it being a very very well acted movie a very very beautiful to watch movie a very very entertaining to watch movie and a damn good war movie it's got all these kind of philosophical themes in it yes that make it even more fascinating when you're just chip away to under to that layer underneath you look into that you anal you analyze you do just do that little tiny little bit of reading into it and you'll get so much more out of movies like this you'll get so much more you'll be thinking about them for days i've been thinking about it for days and you'll be whistling the tune as well all the time uh, i won't <laughs> There you go. Such a show off! Oh my god. Why am I a show off now? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't laughing. You were laughing. Yes, because you put me on the spot, and then you just go and do it all smooth and make me look like a big old goof. Thanks. <laughs> Let's be fair. Who's the biggest goof here? It's me, and everybody knows it's me. You're the one who brings the sensiblenessness. I guess that's fair. You're the one who brings this. Most you're the, the you're time. the you're the doctor in the bridge on the river Kwai. I'm just Alec Guinness who this is madness has a nice madness, complete madness. I'm just Alec Guinness who has nice facial hair and he's very very prideful of himself. Although I'm not yes. very prideful very of prideful myself right at all. Now that you did your fancy whistling right now. Mm. <laughs> it's not really it's not really fancy whistling though, is it? It's just, very... it's just whistling, really. It's not, it's not really fancy. fancy. Well, compared to mine, it was very. Fancy. Well, yours was just like you were blowing out candles on a birthday cake. <laughs> that's that's which, the best. Which has made you yeah, laugh again. Right yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's even it's not it's not going to go well again. So I'm not even going to try. I give up. I quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh no, I do think I do think though we've given people a, a good sort of overview, and uh, go and watch this movie again if you if you haven't seen it in a while, or if you haven't seen it for the first time, don't be put off, Janine. Would that be your message? 
Yes, because I was like, yeah, uh, three hours. Oh my gosh, old war epic. Oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be so much to deal with. And oh gosh, no, it was very easy to watch. It was very intriguing to kind of get into the heads of these different people and their different perspectives. And um, really interesting to kind of open up that whole idea of different um, different ways to express patriotism and um, what is right and what is wrong and that everything can be a little bit of both. And there's just a lot of ideologies going on that are very interesting to kind of see all kind of clash and come together. So, yeah. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating <laughs> movie. Love this movie. And it can also help improve your Alec Guinness impression, which is always nice. <laughs> Uh, because let's not forget the, the the fact that Alec Guinness also played the best version of Jacob Marley in any version of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> when he was in Scrooge the Musical from 1970. And okay, he was... So. You know, he's excellent as Jacob Marley. <laughs> he's the campiest version of Jacob Marley you've ever seen in your life. He's prancing around. To, uh, <laughs> Waldorf and Statler. <laughs> Look, do I love Marley and Marley? Ooh, yes, of course we do. Marley. Of course I do. Marley and Marley. It's the best. But ultimately, is it as good as Alec Guinness? Alec Guinness doing a silly walk as Jacob Marley and talking like this, Scrooge. That's true. That was that was pretty fun. <laughs> mm. Scrooge, I was that. in life. I was your partner, Jacob Marley. I'm Alec Guinness, and really, I talk like this when I'm in actual movies. But I shouldn't call them movies. You know? When I did Star Wars, I wasn't very happy with it because George Lucas came to me and said, do you want to be in this movie set in space? And I thought it sounded ridiculous, but I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Al and that's Alec Guinness on his views on Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's pretty good. I'm sorry. I overdid my impression of Alec Guinness. And now you're upset with me. Oh well, you're just all show showboating. I'm not today. show. Okay. I'm not show. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I don't know why you keep thinking I'm doing things like that. It's okay. You're good at it, so mm. show your stuff. Show. show I'm stuff. not showing no stuff. I don't need to show no stuff. <laughs> I'm not William Holden, who spends the mo majority of this movie with his shirt off. Which he does, let's be fair. Yes, he does, he does. He does. <laughs> Janine, is that going to do it? I think, I think it is. Is that going to do it for this episode? That's wonderful. I love that. Unless you have unless, anything else to say. Unless you have any other talents to show off. <laughs> I'm not showing off any talents. I don't know why you've said this. You've put me, you, you've... <laughs> You've made me go all, all frazzled and f flummoxed and flabbergasted. I don't have any talents. I can just whistle and do a mildly poor Alec Guinness impression. I'd say it was better than better than that. Give yourself more credit, Morgan. I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible, but it's one I enjoy doing. I don't know. 
See, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's better than your uh, Gregory Peck. Oh, my Gregory Peck's not the best. <laughs> I can always say one word. <laughs> as Greg, I'm not going to do it now. You want me to do it now, and I'm not going to do it now. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, but there we go, guys. There we go, I think, for episode 101 of It's a Wonderful Podcast, The Main Show. We've been talking Bridge on the River quite. Go and watch this movie again, or for the first time, with all this, with all these thoughts Extra in your context. head, yes. please, because it will pay off, and my God, it's a great movie. All round. I have nothing yes. bad to say about really this movie. Enjoyed. Other than, you know, I mean, yes, okay, we can say, oh, it's historically inaccurate, but it's a movie. And a lot of movies are, so. Look at Braveheart. It's the most Look historically. The social network. Every the movie. creation of Facebook was considerably more boring. Every biopic, <laughs> every biopic or based on true events or whatever is not accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Even Bohemian Rhapsody, that movie. Was, and the people who were in the band worked on that movie. <laughs> it was still very historically because inaccurate. Because it is a movie and needs to tell a story. And that is yes, what... And entertain you And entertain well. you. And that is what this movie does excellently, very well. The truth too. is boring. The truth is... <laughs> the truth is boring. The truth is boring. <laughs> Uh, fabricated <laughs> stories are not boring, which is why we get a lot of nonsense in everyday life, too. Yes. There we go, guys. That is going to do it for this episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. Janine, where, where can the people find us at? What, what, what have we got going on? Well, you can... Uh, find me at Janine Demean on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also check out the other shows we have on this feed. We have Machine Mondays, Every Monday with Me, short form podcast, 20 minutes or so, where I'm talking whatever happened in the week of Schmodown, my particular thoughts on things Schmodown related. So you can check that out every Monday. And every Wednesday, we have Morgan Hasn't Seen. Morgan Hasn't Seen a lot of things. No, I haven't. So I pick a. I pick a related series of films or a franchise of films and we watch and discuss. So it's always kind of a fun, ridiculous time over there making Morgan watch things and talk about them and getting him to discover some movie, new movies he's never seen before. So yeah, check that out every Wednesday. It's always great. It's always fun. It's always nonsense. I can tell you that. And we yes. have you covered <laughs> Monday, Wednesday and Friday because every Friday is of course this show, the main show. Talking those old and, wonderful old and and if you want to get some um awesome merch for all of these show shows to support of course or to see any of my other artwork you can find it all at my tea shop on tpublic.com at g9 design and you can join our patreon it's a wonderful one on patreon.com or it's a wonderful podcast on patreon if you're searching for it uh, join our Patreon. It's a great way to support me and my artwork and Morgan and his awesome media stuff and our podcasts together. So, yes. um, yeah. We have live streams. We have live streams and artwork and silly videos and all kinds of stuff. So. Bonus content for the shows we have. Yes. We have polls, exclusive polls where you get to pick polls, what we talk about on the shows. Previews at stuff that I'm doing. It's all very good. It's all very wonderful over at yes. the Patreon. We love our patrons. They are phenomenal people. And, uh, yes, there you go. You can, of course, find 
any show, all the shows, on the It's Wonderful podcast feed. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch of others. We're everywhere. Everywhere. All the places. Or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One to see all the updates for all what's going on. Because it's always fun. And it's always nice to hear from you to talk about wonderful movies, whatever those movies may be. Maybe you're calling into Machine Mondays, maybe you're calling in to Morgan Hasn't Seen, or maybe you're calling into this show. And if you want to do that, there is a link in the description. Every episode of every show on every platform, there is a link to go and leave us a voice message over on Anchor. We love playing them, we love hearing from you, we love answering them on the shows. It's probably my favourite part of any of the shows. It really is. I always love answering listeners' calls because it's nice to interact. And it's nice to hear from people because you get different views, I'm sure. You're bogged down with my views all the time on movies and (laughs) Janine's views and Nolan's views and whoever's views it may be. But we have different people's views in the calls and they are great. Find me on Twitter, at ThePurpleDon. With a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. And there we go. That is going to do it. Janine, any last fun times words? Um, I'm not going to whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to whistle? So you can do you can do the fun after thing whistle. I'm not going to do the whistle. I'm not going to do the whistle. Actually, you better you better do. The no, I'm not going to do the whistle. Do some whole some whole uh, Alec Guinness monologue. Probably not a monologue. <laughs> I mean, you've you've given it away you now. You've given it away now. <laughs> I don't want to do the whistle. I'm not doing the whistle again. You've made me judge. That's right. I'm sabotaging. I'm sabotaging your surprise. Terrible. Since you just made me look foolish. Yeah, I, I didn't make you look. F- <laughs> Well, well, what has happened? Okay, there we go. I think you should do the whistle. I'm not going to do the goddamn <laughs> whistle. Stop, stop trying to make me do the whistle. God damn it. See, you're as stubborn as a British I'm as, soldier. I'm as stubborn <laughs> as a traditionally British soldier, reality Guinness person. Yes, <sighs> you are. Janine. Full circle. Janine, full, <laughs> full circle, full callback. Isn't it wonderful? Janine. Yes. Please go ahead and count us down. Three, two, one. <gasps> Bye. Bye. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs>